This episode of The Original is sponsored by at Melissa the Angel. Melissa is a great friend of mine, and she is beautiful. Click the link in the description to check out her OnlyFans. She is currently doing 47% off as a promotion for The Original. Also, message her saying you are from the podcast, and she will send you an exclusive gift. Let's get into the show. Yes, is that right? Yep. I was so nervous I was gonna get that wrong. Hails to the yeah. (laughs) Hails to the yes. (laughs) How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Nervous. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I can tell. First time on a podcast. Yeah, it's exciting. (laughs) Um, let's just get into it. Okay. What inspired you to start making dubstep? Because I know you do dubstep only. Oh, I when I was younger, I was listening to dubstep, you know, the mm-hmm. basic, like, Skrillex and Excision uh, back in, like, sixth grade. Dang. And then um, when I got to be, like, I think we were probably, like, 17, all of my guy friends, they all started getting mixing boards. Yeah. And they were all mixing. We were all just, like, hanging out and, like just DJing for fun Mm -hmm. and I was like that's kind of cool like I want to get into that and then I had one of my homies kind of like teach me the basics yeah and from then on I just kind of yeah I was gonna ask you about that because like being a DJ it seems like there's like a lot of like a lot of equipment and shit going on so I feel like it's like a hard activity get to get into um it definitely took me a while to learn yeah i bet yeah uh, and i i actually i learned a lot on my own so my thing so i moved to salt lake for a year for school and didn't really have like friends or like yeah. anything else to do and i had a, a mixer and i was like well i'm just gonna do this you yeah. know and i just like made it a hobby really yeah and kind of taught myself and like made really shitty mixes like just like really terrible mixes that I was like oh this is cool and yeah. then I would post it and then I'd be like actually that's not that cool and then make better stuff and just kind of teach myself and yeah well it kind of sounds like having no friends worked out yeah no really though no really though yeah. like that's what got me to where I am today is yeah. being alone in my room it's, mixing music it's so. crazy how like you're, you'll think you're in a shitty situation but then something like positive like this comes no, out. No, that's exactly what happened. I was actually in a really city, shitty shitty situation <laughs> and that was the one thing that I had was to go home after work and after school yeah. and sit down and just mix music for fun, really. Yeah. And I, I didn't expect anything else. It was just, I was just having a good time. It was just something for me to do, yeah. like a hobby, you know? Well, and that seems like the best people, like, it feels like that's how they start. Like, they're not doing this. Like, I want to blow up and be No, like, absolutely not. Yeah. Fuck around and kill time. No. Because, like, when you're doing it because it's fun, you end up doing it more. And yeah, fun. no, I did it. I did it to keep my, I, I did it to keep myself distracted from everything else. And, 
then I would just sit and like think about it be like yeah that'd be kind of cool to like be a DJ but like yeah. didn't really think anything of it and then that's when I was in I was living in Salt Lake so I was by yeah. myself and then I moved back to Idaho Falls where all of my like DJ friends were yeah and that's when stuff started happening I started yeah. like getting shows and stuff and yeah let's, uh, let's talk about your first show I don't know oh my gosh oh my gosh so the gem used to do um, open decks where they would just let anyone sign up and you had like a 20 minute set Right? Yeah. So it was like first come, first serve. So all of me and the homies would like try and jump on that list as fast as we could. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I that's what I did. I, I had just moved home from Salt Lake and there was an open decks and I was like, Okay, well open decks? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> open decks. Open decks. That's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like it's like a karaoke yeah. night. It's like you sign up for karaoke and you yeah. just do it. But, um, and everyone was like, you should do it, you should do it. And I was like, hell no. I'm so scared. Like, I've just been sitting in my room for a year, de- yeah. like, just messing around on my mixer. Yeah. And so anyway. Where do you think your music was at at this point? Like, do you think it, like, were you confident doing it? Like, oh, I got no. Your music, you're like, I. No. Yeah. No. No. I think, I think at that point I had posted like one mix on SoundCloud and everyone was like, oh, like, okay, like this is what she's doing, mm-hmm. you know, like, and they were kind of excited about it, but like I wasn't excited yeah. enough about it to actually play a show. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I, I ended up playing a 20 minute set at the gym and was sick to my stomach for like hours before my set like so sick like migraine puking like (laughs) this is ridiculous why am I doing this and then ended up playing and had this huge crowd and I was like I would throw up well I was like yeah I was like in the mix of like like I want to throw up but also like whoa where the fuck did all these people come from you know like yeah so anyway, and so I played that twenty-minute set, and I feel like that's where everything just went. It just took off from there. So would you say it went well? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good. It went way well. Yeah, that's awesome. And honestly, this is gonna sound kind of weird because we've never met, but like I've kind of like followed you from afar, and like you kind of inspired me to do this. Really? Because like I know that everybody follows you is like. It's like a cult. Like, everybody that fucks with you fucks with you hard. And so I was like, that's kind of what this show is for. Because, like, I mean, the reality, we're both in the same situation because we're both creating something. Right. The area that we live in, like, 90% of the people are, like, immediately going to dismiss us because we're doing something different. Right. Like, I just feel like, like you're not allowed to be different here, which was, like, a big part of me starting this. And... That was my big thing is I was, the, like, I was the only girl... Yeah. In the You're still the only girl that I know. I'm still the only girl. Yeah. And and at first that that scared me at yeah. first. I was like terrified of that first. I when like my first set that we were just talking about, I was like, I'm the only girl. I'm the only girl that's ever done this so yeah. far. Yeah. And then turns out now that I'm the only girl, I'm like it's gotta be inspiring people yeah. and like yeah. it's been this huge thing yeah. for me. So You're a bad bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I forgot where I was going with this thought. But like as I was saying, like the people that follow you, like 
they're like really invested and follow you hard. So that's kind of like why I wanted to make this. It's because like cool. the people that do like follow the music in this scene are like actually committed. Yeah. And I just figured this would be something fun for everybody Absolutely. that follows along. And it's like I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Idea. And it's fun. Yeah. It's, thing. it's a like, good time. Yeah. You started it out because it was fun. I enjoy talking to people like about their music and stuff. Yeah. Um. So my next question was, what goes in? to making a dubstep song because I was listening to your stuff today. By the way, I went to the gym today and listened to your music and I had the best workout of like my fucking life. Oh, God. That Good. Like, your song, so there's like, I guess it's called a set, right? Yeah, like, so, well, that's the whole misconception behind me being a DJ, is yeah. I don't make music. I don't make the music that I post. Like, I just mix it. It's just a set, if that makes sense. Uh, you gotta elaborate more. So, uh, like, I, I take other people's songs. Yeah. And I mix them myself and put it into a set. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, everyone's always like, oh, my gosh, you make music? And I'm like, no. Like, I don't actually make songs. Yeah. I just mix songs and the other songs. That's a talent of its own because you got to fit the stuff together in a right way that makes it sound Yeah. I've I've done a little bit of trying to make my own stuff, but it's not my... Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I have a hard time with it. Have you ever tried venturing into something other than dubstep? Are you a rapper? No, I'm not a rapper, but Have no. Have tried? But no, no. And I could never be a rapper. But my first my first love before dubstep is definitely rap and like hip-hop music, for yeah. sure. Absolutely, 100%. So you, you've done no singing. Like, you can't find a recording of you singing anywhere? Uh, no. Uh, no, no. I, sing, I so. mean, I could try. <laughs> I don't know that it would be great. <laughs> it would be fun. I mean, yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> I was thinking, I mean, I'm not trying to give you advice, but something that would be sweet is like you collabing with like Tate, Doslurt comes to mind. Yeah, like, I love you Tate. Did, yeah. Tate, if, if you created listening. a set, <laughs> shout out Doslurt. Shout out Tate, we love Shout you. out Casey Powell, Kelvin Terrell. Sorry, Mom. Setting this up. <laughs> but I always thought that would be a cool idea. Like if you guys were to collab. Well, we've, I mean, we've talked about it. There's always talk about it, you know, but, but that's the thing is everyone's like, let's make music together. And I'm like, I don't fucking know how to make music. I just mix music. But like, I don't know. There's definitely, there's definitely potential. Yeah. Definitely potential. Yeah. So. That'd be awesome to see. Yeah. I'm hoping for it. We can make a song. Yeah. You and me? Yeah. I'm not very good. Hey, we we can give it a shot. Um. So talking about like your mixing and stuff. So I've never been to a dubstep concert EDM. What? Dude, I'm And you're interviewing me right now? Dude, I am socially awkward. <laughs> I can't dance in public. I don't you know. Don't my own. You don't have to. You don't have to. Just sit there. Like, yes, actually. Okay. How's about this? I will go. You have a show in like March, right? Mm. It's not really a show, I'm just throwing a fat birthday party. And you're gonna perform? I'm not performing. You should. Man, that would be It's crazy. my birthday. I <laughs> Maybe. Oh, damn. Maybe. I don't know. I felt, I felt like I'm going to throw myself a birthday party and not A semi-formal play. birthday party. Semi-formal. I don't even know what that means. It means you have to get dressed up. Uh, I don't know if I could make that. Like wear that shirt and some black pants. Yes. 
as we were saying, the shirt goes with yeah, everything. The shirt and then some black pants, some nice dress shoes, you'd be good. I don't even know if I own dress shoes. Yeah, well, it's okay. Buy some. <laughs> well, when is your next show, though? Do you have anything? Um, I'm... I don't have full details yet. I'm supposed to play a little gig at the Shiloh in here soon. My dad was a bartender there. Really? He was still working there. Uh, he left. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm supposed to play a little gig at, at the Shiloh on February 5th. Nothing crazy, just... Is it for, like, a quinceanera? They have a lot of quinceaneras. No, <laughs> no, the Shiloh's actually trying to get, like... They're trying to get more events going. Yeah. More... Didn't they used to have, like, a... Like, it was, like, raves for, like, fucking 13 years. Yes. Yes. Back in the day. Yeah. I never went, though. Nope. No. No. Me neither. But, uh, okay. (laughs) Can I go to that show at the Shiloh? Yes. No. You're always allowed. I would love for you to come. I'll go. Since you did this, I'll go to that show. Yeah. No, you should. So you can experience what, like, what I do and what I've been doing. Well, I'm going to have to drink a lot. (laughs) <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do. We drink a lot <laughs> at those shows. One thing that like I notice about you more than anybody mm-hmm. is like you are. It feels like you're doing more live shows than anybody else in the area. And I don't know if that's a testament to like your marketing ability or just you want to do live shows. But <sighs> to be honest with you, you want to know what I think it is personally. Like this is my personal opinion. Yeah. I truly believe that it's just that I'm a girl and different from the rest of everyone else. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, so what, what is that? What are you trying to get at? Okay, so I just feel like the EDM scene is very male populated. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very male populated. And especially here in Idaho Falls. Yeah. Like, think of another girl DJ. Is there another? No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, I, I don't know. So, for some reason, people get really hyped about me. And... So... I don't I don't know. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't even market that... I don't market that much. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I just feel like whenever I see a show, your name's on there. I'm not trying to sound like a misogynist, but do you think you get more coverage because... You're hot. Is that what you're getting at right now? No. No. Well, I... It can't hurt, right? It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. (laughs) It doesn't hurt. But no, I think... I think I think it's more, I don't know I feel like it's more just it's just it's something different yeah you know what I mean and not not the attractiveness factor or whatever you want to call it it doesn't hurt no <laughs> it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt but I think it's something different yeah people are used to seeing just some another guy yeah. up there well, DJing that's good. And, like, that can only be good for you and no it is yeah. it's definitely been one of my advantages <laughs> all right so here's the tough question. Do you consider yourself the best DJ? No. In, in IF? No. Not? No. 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 Not even a little bit. I think, in my personal own opinion, I think I'm way overrated. Uh, are you just like a self-critical kind of person? Like you just- oh, well, yeah. But, but at the same time, I also am friends with like so many other DJs here in town. Mm-hmm. And they know and do way better than me, like, Uh and they just don't get noticed as much as I do. And it, like, I'm like, (laughs) yeah, you know what I mean? 
Well, you so, can help put them on. Cause oh, I, no, I, I do. I, yeah. I definitely do. I'm always trying to root for all the other guys but and support them, but I don't know. I doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um, being the, like, the only girl DJ, do you feel like there's any pressure about that? Like, you need to hold your own against, like, the guys performing or... Um, at first, so I've been doing it for four years, and I think for, like, the, the, like, the first, second year, I was very intimidated by that. Like, Mm -hmm. I definitely felt like I had to compete. Mm -hmm. Like, I definitely had to, like, prove myself as a girl, and then after that period, now I feel like... I don't at all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, here I am, and people are like, whoa, great. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very lucky that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're very good. I got to give you that. Thank you. I'm not very, uh, I don't even know the term, the connoisseur <laughs> well, that you play. Well, but well you need to come to a show stuff. for sure. I will. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll come to Shiloh. Shiloh, yeah. February 5th. February 5th. February 5th. Shiloh, you better be there. I keep forgetting we're being videotaped. <laughs> Um, what's a Wookie? <laughs> a Wook? Yeah. Um, Casey used that term when he Casey? Was setting, yeah, when we were setting up this interview. Um, a Wook. Oh, how do I explain a Wook? Is this something sexual? No, no, it's not. It's not at all. It's I'm like, it's like, so think about like a super like dirty hippie, uh, Stoner guy, right? So, like our friend Bailey Page. That's what it sounds no, like. No, 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 <laughs> no. Like I'm talking like, oh, peace and love, dude. Oh, like, yeah. like super dirty hippie. Like your stereotypical hippie, yeah. right? Look at him. Okay, take that, take that hippie, and like throw him into the rave scene. Mm-hmm. So it's like a mix of that. Okay. So like it's. Well, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's like a. Right now, oh. oh. <laughs> okay, great. Well, when you like when you explain him, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm not. I'm no. not a wook. <laughs> okay. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. Did Casey say Casey I was a wook? Yeah, Haley is the biggest wook I know. Casey. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. He did say. Well, he said wookies. I don't know. Is. Am I allowed to say Wookiee? Not being a Wookiee? Yeah, Wookiees are from Star Wars. Well, I, I know what you're saying. I, 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 get, I get what you're talking about. Uh, Casey said that about me. He didn't me. call you a Wook. I'm fucking I was going to say. He, he Casey. Said, he said you need to get her on. All the Wooks love her. Okay, okay. So, like I said, dirty hippie. a dirty hippie dirty mixed with like mixed with like a, a dirt like a rave a rave baby. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. She's calling you dirty hippies, everybody. Dirty hippie rave babies are wookies, and they love you. Me. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say uh, drugs, but you know. <laughs> uh, so what? Is open deck because when I was looking at your SoundCloud, you had a couple things. Hails to the yes. So I remember at the beginning when you asked me like my first show. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first show was an open deck. So oh, you know how I'm a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting like it was like some big huge competition. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, so like say they have like an open mic karaoke uh, a yeah. bar, right? Yeah. 
So that's what the gem did for a really long time. They would do just like an open decks night. Mm-hmm. And so they would have the decks on stage and then you would you would walk in and there would be like a list of people and it was first come, first serve. Mm-hmm. And you just write your name down. And you get twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. You get twenty minutes to play, which is okay. not long at all. Yeah. Not to cut, yeah. Uh, not to cut you off, but no, you're good. does the twenty minutes feel like a lifetime, or does it feel like, holy shit, I thought that was two minutes? Um, back in back in the day when I was first doing open decks, it was like, holy shit, I've been here. I've been here for like yeah. an hour and a half. Get me off stage, yeah. just because of like nerves and yeah. stuff. But now I play like an hour set and I'm like it's done wait I want to keep playing you know (laughs) that's good yeah it means you're enjoying it yeah the most important thing yeah at first it was very nerve wracking that that 20 minutes was like (laughs) so so an hour is like typical for you now yeah about an hour dang yeah it's a long time man it's really not though when you're up there when you're up there once you get going and you're like having fun you feel like the the crowd and all of that yeah i bet that is like it like it's something that like nothing else compares to that feeling that's why i keep doing it it makes sense like i definitely have my days where i'm like you know like i don't know why like I don't know. We all beat ourselves up, you know. I definitely am like, oh, why am I still doing this? You know, whatever. But then there will be those nights that I get on stage and I'm like, and then I get the crowd and the feeling of the crowd and the energy from the crowd. And yeah. that that's the reason I'm st- like still here doing it. Because it's, like it's it's more than that. It's Dang. it's so emotional. It's such a ugh, I can't I can't explain it to somebody that doesn't know. You know, you have to experience yeah. it for yourself. I have to form my own set. <laughs> you should. You should <laughs> try it out. Uh, I would be throwing. I would. I don't even know where to start first off, and then I would be puking in a bucket next to me. And oh, see, that's how I was my first open deck. I literally was like sick to my stomach in bed, and then like an hour before my set was like, okay, well, I better go. <laughs> and then it turned out great, but... So, since you've, like, become better, have you felt like you've had, like... Have you ever bombed? Like, you performed a set and it just was, like, uh, no good? Yes. That's got to be shitty. Well, like, I've been DJing for four years, and I... I've played a lot of sets. I When I first started, I, I actually counted all the sets that I played, but I've lost count. So... That's good. That's yeah, that's how you perfect it. Exactly, I've lost count, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I forgot what the question was. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, asked, <laughs> I asked, you want another shot? <laughs> you have another shot? No, I probably right. don't need I another asked, shot. Have you ever had like a shitty set since? Like, yes, yes, that was, uh, yes, yes. Um, give give us a story. Um. This was actually really bad. So, so, so to everyone listening, <laughs> the Halloween show that I played um, this Halloween. This Halloween. Damn, that's recent. Yeah. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> apparently, apparently I did fine, mm-hmm. but I actually blacked out before my set. Oh, dude, I bet you went hard as fuck. Apparently, I did. Apparently, apparently, I did great. <laughs> apparently, it was fine. Apparently, everyone was like, you did fine. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, mm, great. I don't remember. <laughs> like, I was yeah. actually going to ask you about that. Are you, 
ever sober? Or are you always at least? Um, to be completely honest with you, uh, the first few years were definitely sober sets. And, but at the same time, at the same time, I actually started when I was 19. And then, you know, then once I turned 21, my sets got a little drunkier and <laughs> drunkier. But... I I try to I try my best not to get too yeah. fucked up before like I set. But at? Halloween, I don't know. I was on a different level that night. Apparently. And apparently I just yeah. And you changed the world of dubstep. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a little far, but <laughs> So the only way you told me the only place to find your music is like SoundCloud. SoundCloud. I gotta give you credit, like on a per like per video basis, you get like a ton of views. On SoundCloud. Yeah, like it's insane. Like every video has like eight thousand, ten thousand. Yeah, like, I I actually stopped checking that stuff. I stopped. Time. I stopped looking because I stopped looking because there's like there's sets on there that I love more, mm-hmm. and then the ones that I don't care for as much are the ones that have the most plays oh, yeah. and the most attention, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yo, you guys are missing out. You guys are sleeping on yeah. this one, but yeah. I don't know. I stopped, I kind of stopped caring about all that well, stuff. That's good. But, so, okay, like I said, I'm not very familiar with the scene, but so when you're doing a set... How much is it just you up there fucking feeling it and freestyling, and how much of it is you're playing something that you've already made? Um, it kind of depends on the show. Most of the time, I really like to plan out my sets. I really like to um, put something together that like I'm excited about and mm-hmm. like something that I created. But then also, there's been times where I've had shows that were so close together that I just had to fucking wing it. Yeah. So I was just freestyling. I bet. But I I definitely prefer to have an upcoming show and, like, actually prepare something. Yeah. And have something ready to go and be be excited about what I have coming up. But I bet there's got to be, like, a certain feeling about, like, I just got to wing this. You go up there and you fucking kill it. Like, that's got to be, like... Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you even know? You weren't there. I don't so know. How do you know if you freestyled? I'm not sure either. <laughs> that was a wild night, but um, yeah. Now I actually haven't really had a whole lot of shows that I had to like go up there and just wing it. You should try it. Well, oh. no. I mean, <laughs> like, there's definitely been times where we've had like technical difficulties where I was like, "Well, fuck, my shit's fucked. Yeah. I'm gonna have to just." Yeah. Do that, and it's it's stressful. Yeah. I don't like doing that because I'm like, hopefully, yeah. hopefully well, this is a good thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, hopefully this is good. I don't know. I, I can't tell. Okay, so let's say you're in a situation where you have your set entirely planned out. Right. While you're up there, like, what are you, what are you doing then? Like, I've never been there, so like, I mean, do you just hit play and then? Or what are you what are you doing? Well, my favorite my favorite thing about having a planned set is I know what the, I know what the the next drop is. Mm-hmm. So well, and I know 
And I also know how I react to the next drop or the next, like, song. Yeah. So I know how the crowd's going to react. So there's, like, excitement. And so there's, like, that mutual, like, I can, that energy that I can feel, you know? Like, I'm I'm expecting it, and I know it's about to happen, and then it happens in front of me. Yeah. And that's what just... Damn, dude, uh, that's got me a crazy fucking feeling. I, it, it, (laughs) like, it's the best feeling ever. That's why I... I'd rather play. I'd rather plan out my sets. Yeah. Because. Okay. Well, talking about your uh, planned out sets, how long does it take to like put one together? Because I was like listening to one of your sets is like 20, 25 minutes. But it's like fucking. It feels like there's like 10, 12 songs in there. Yeah. Like you're just constantly transitioning. I was like, yeah. dude, this has to take forever. It just kind of depends. Like I've had, I've had hour long sets that were like anywhere to like 35, 40. Sometimes fifty different songs. Dang. You know. That's crazy. But then, but like, but then, like, I think my last Halloween set was only like fifteen songs, and it was twenty minutes. Who knows? It just it just <laughs> depends on the music, you yeah. know. It just depends on like kind of the transitions and what I'm feeling at the moment, and what I want to do with it. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's. You just posted. The last thing you posted on SoundCloud, I think, was like your Halloween set. Is that yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that, I think that's what, how long is that? Like the set itself on SoundCloud. I think that one's only about 20 minutes. So how long did it take you to put all that together before you posted it? Um. Seven years. (laughs) Um, No, I think, I think, well, so with the Halloween set, I cut that one in half. Oh, dang. So the one on SoundCloud is only half of what I played on my Halloween show. Does that make sense? I mean, so, are you sure about that? Because, I mean, you don't really remember that. So. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have told anyone right, that. Last no, show, but, last show. <laughs> no, please make fun of me because that was ridiculous. But, no, so I, I had an entire hour-long set planned out for Halloween, and I cut it in half. And the reason I cut it in half for SoundCloud is just because I've noticed that if I if I post an hour long set on SoundCloud, nobody listens to it. Yeah. I don't listen to that shit. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna go listen to an hour long set on yeah. SoundCloud. Like yeah. rarely people do. But anyway, so I cut it in half and I don't know, I think that set probably took me It's a lot, man. Like there's an insane amount of transitions. Which well, is awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, it's impressive. I gotta give you that. Thank like, you. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that one only took me a couple days to throw together. What? Dude. No, wait. I could throw if if you gave me a computer right now and I could like just look through some music, I could throw throw together like a thirty minute set right now. Dude, that's badass. Was- like the shit that you played, like I was thinking in my head, I was like, this would take me like two months. Just have all no. these ideas. Yeah. No. It's, it's you got to really... give yourself more credit. You're, you're really well, good no, at what you It do. makes it easy because, like, okay, so in the system that I use, you have you have all of your keys lined up. You have your uh, be- beats per minute lined up. So all the songs are, you know, mostly together. Mm-hmm. So if you put songs together that go together... Mm-hmm. It makes it easier. I mean, that's got to be a process on itself, though. Well, it is. Yeah. It definitely is. But, you know. That's something I was going to ask you about. Because 
I mean, pretty much a majority of what you do is sampling, right? Like you're sampling stuff from other songs. Um, kind of, yes. So you got to have like a huge library of music that you listen oh to. Oh my God. <laughs> Are we talking about genres or like just dubs? Up? No, I'm just talking about. I bet. Like music because in general, you probably listen to like from here to here. Like you listen to everything. I listen to everything. Yeah. I literally said the other day, ninety percent of my brain is music. I can tell. Yeah, the That's, shit you made was awesome. It's all I think about. Well, even not even just not even just EDM. Like music is the way to my heart. Music is how my brain works. I speak through music. I create through music. That's so. Music is what I am. Okay. <laughs> Who are you listening to right now? Oh I god! Like, I feel like I feel like that's kind of embarrassing as a dubstep artist. You're gonna be like, oh, I love Justin Bieber. No, Britney Spears is back. No, <laughs> no. I, I so like I don't know. I said this earlier, but I'm definitely fun fact. Actually, I don't listen to dubstep on my own time. Why? I used to. I used to like when I first started mixing and like getting into it. I used to. And I still will. I still love it, you know. But, like, on my own time, like, even just at work when I'm just chilling and listen, listening to music, um, I'm definitely listening to rap and hip-hop and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, fuck yes. <laughs> I love Juice, Juice World. Um, no, I actually am, like, a huge, like, J. Cole, Drake fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what have I been listening to lately? You kind of listen to Lil Peep, right? Oh yeah, I, I do. You know what? You know what's funny? I got asked about Lil Peep not too long ago, and I I I love Lil Peep, but I haven't been able to get into him as much as everyone else. Like I just and, and I don't know if it's just like I haven't paid paid much attention to him. Like I haven't like you're tried just, to listen to his not, songs. You're just not damaged enough, I guess. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I'm damaged, but I maybe maybe I should get into it and get 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 more damaged. <laughs> I guess so. That's no, I'm incredible. definitely I, I love my rap and hip hop. So did you see the documentary about Juice? Yeah, I didn't know there was one. It's on HBO Max, man. Really? Ew, ew. Okay, so it wasn't. It didn't feel like a documentary. It was just like a bunch of footage of him. Right. And honestly, it kind of felt like. It's called, like, a fluff piece. Like, they created it, like, trying to push, like, this narrative. Like, literally, like, 90% of the video was videos of him, like, getting fucked up. Like, it was almost oh, like they were trying to paint this image of him. As, yeah, bad. he was getting fucked up all the time. Like, I don't know. Like, that's something about the little peep documentaries. A lot of people say, like, it was created by his management to, like, push all the bad shit off of them and push it on other people so they wouldn't get in trouble. That's kind of what it felt like. Like, it was just him. I didn't watch the Peep documentary either. I ne- I know! I know, I'm slacking. I need- okay, after this, I'm going to watch them both. You don't even have HBO Max, do you? Sure do. <laughs> I'll give you my password if you watch that shit. <laughs> you have to. Um, speaking of documentaries, did you watch um, A Kid Named Scott? I didn't, so that's got to be about uh, Kid or a Cuddy, man right? named Scott. Well, I don't. I don't remember what it's called. It's got to be about. It's Kid Cudi. What's it on? Um, Amazon Prime. Well, I don't have that. Oh, what about let me test? give it to you. <laughs> let me give it yeah. to you because yeah. that shit had me in tears. Yeah. Yeah. That's another. That's another, like. 
Kid Cudi. Why did it make you cry? Just because it was Kid Cudi, or is there a specific? Just because, well, well, because it's Kid Cudi. Yeah. And because I think a lot of his music really hits, hits, hits home for me personally. I know it hits home personally for a lot of people, and like, that's. But for me personally, he's different, man. He. Oh, you need to watch the documentary. Uh, he's he's a, he's he's special. <laughs> that man is a special person. I remember so. one of my friends. It was like a year ago. He's like, dude, when Kid Cudi dies, that is gonna be like, like Kid the Cudi dies, entire generation. I die. <laughs> For real though. Take me out. It's like, dude, that guy like struck a chord with like. I don't want to live in a world without Kid Cudi. <laughs> I remember. Where was I going with this? I just saw a video of somebody talking about, like, Day and Night, which is, like, what blew him up, obviously. Right, like, yes. Dude, this shit is, like, 10 years ahead of its time. Because, like, if that it were to come out right too. now, yeah, if it came yeah. out right now, it would be, it would still be, like, the biggest song. And it's, like, that's what today's music... It's still good. People still listen to yeah. it. And it shit's off. If Day and Night came on right now, we'd all be, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We love yeah. that. And the biggest thing is, like, his music is authentic. And I think that's what most, like... That's what resonates with most people. It's like they can well, feel. It, oh, dude, yeah. you need to watch the documentary because he definitely he goes into that. He explains how like he he just literally tapped into his soul mm-hmm. and just talked about how he felt, mm-hmm. and and then it just blew up and people related to it. Dude, he just like exactly. I mean, we were like what twelve or thirteen when it happened, so we don't really know. And about he that. was just talking about his life and himself yeah. and how he felt emotionally yeah. and all that stuff. I so. mean, do you feel? Like you're able to do the same thing. Like your 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 style of music isn't lyric based, but it's like through the music itself. Do you feel like you're Some, able to convey? Sometimes, like sometimes, for a while there, um, actually, when I was creating mixes, I kind of liked to make them into a story. So yeah. you had like 30 minutes of a bunch of different songs, but they were all songs that like meant something to me in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of built it into a story. I don't do that so much now anymore because, like, <laughs> lately it feels like it's just show after show after show, so I have mm-hmm. to throw something together. Mm-hmm. But but how it started out was I was, just, like, like back in Salt Lake when I was just fucking around doing, you know, just mm-hmm. playing around with my mixer, I was just making stories with music. Mm-hmm. Like, I was making 30-minute mixes of just stories of... How I felt. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. Do you, do you feel like you have, like, a stronger connection to those rather than the stuff that you're just throwing together? Like, you gotta... Yeah. It's gotta be more, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, I know you say you're doing show after show, but why why don't you continue doing that? Because, like, I feel like that's the biggest thing is making art I think I think the more as time has progressed, I think it's become more, like... Like, now I'm trying to, like... Well, one, going back to, like, telling you how I don't really listen to dubstep as much as I used to, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't really tell you why. I just, and I still love it, but, like, on a daily basis, I kind of fall out of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel it as much as I used yeah. to. I feel like it's a genre that, like, you have to, it's better, like, live 
yeah. like in the moment. Right? Yeah. yeah, and so, but, but, but before, I was listening to EDM all the time, and I was really, like, feeling it and, really, like, really, like, relating to, like, those songs, and then I would make, like, those mixes that really meant something to me, and now, you know, they're like, hey, we're going to play a show, and I'm like searching dubstep as much as I can, trying to find what I can, and then throwing a mix together and, you know, mixing it up and trying to make it sound good, but it doesn't come from my heart like it used to. So, okay, so do you feel like when you're doing this, do you feel like you're making music more for other people rather than for yourself, or does it still feel like this is the music I want to make? God, I hate to admit that, but lately... Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely... Lately, I feel like I'm definitely making it for, you know, the crowd. Like, mm-hmm. this, like what is what are they going to want to hear? But at the same time, I still play. <laughs> I still play what I want to hear, too, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. I got I to I play, play the stuff that I want to hear, and then people usually end up liking it. But I know it's kind of... it's It's been weird. I, it's been a weird four years... Like I started off so like into it and passionate, and then, and then it became way more than I wanted it to be or expected it to be, and now it's just like, okay, well I gotta throw out a set next weekend, and then this weekend, and then that, you so know. So you didn't want to be like where where you're at now. No. So actually, I literally picked up DJing just as a hobby to get me out of my head. Mm-hmm. to to have something else to do and then one day just for fun posted a mix on SoundCloud and everyone was like yo this is sick and seriously from then on and then I went home and played that open deck just for fun mm-hmm. and it just blew up out of there and I just kind of ran with it. I've just kind of I've just kind of run with it. Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, hail to the yes. This is a thing now. <laughs> I'm I'm a DJ, I guess, you yeah. know? Like and I still love it. I I love playing shows. It's probably one of my favorite things in the whole world." Mm-hmm. So So this wasn't Okay, so what like what is your <laughs> ultimate goal with this? Like do you just want to stay where you're at now or it's just doing local shows? Do you hope it develops into something more? Or? I don't know. You know, I think about it all the time. I definitely, I definitely, everyone's like, oh my God, you're going to be famous one day. And Practically, I'm, you already are. In Idaho Falls, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> in Idaho Falls, maybe, but like, I feel like everyone's like, oh, you're going to be famous one day. And every time someone says that, I'm like, mm. I don't. I don't know that I want that though. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't originally want that. Yeah. Like that was not the goal in the first place. It just, like so, I said, it started out as a hobby, and now it's here. And so, so right now, today, what is like? Do you just. What is your ultimate goal? I guess is the question. I don't know if I have. I don't know if I'm thinking that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just like playing show shows as they as they come, mm-hmm. and as long as you're doing it because you love it. Oh, I oh absolutely. Don't get me wrong. If anyone is listening to this and they think that I'm, sounds like you're just doing it for the money. Oh, I'm fucking with you. I'm what with money? You. <laughs> what money? Are I'm you kidding you. me? You don't get paid. Not very often. Oh, Actually, very rarely. 
That's better than never. Very rarely. There's, there's been a few times I'll get a, a little bit of cash here and there, but most of the time when people are like, hey, do you want to play this show? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I don't expect money. I've never expected money. I don't want the money. Damn. I, I thought you were like a millionaire this entire time. Oh, my hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um. No way. Uh, let's start to uh, wrap this up. Okay. My biggest question, and it's kind of why I started this whole thing. Yeah. It's because I myself was like so scared of what everybody else thought that I like didn't want to put anything out. Like I made a song and it took me like a year to put it out. I've wanted to do this for a while and it took me forever to put it out because I was just scared of everybody's opinion. So my question oh. is, what would you tell someone listening to this right now that wants to make music, create, do anything, but is like too scared or is just hesitant to put it out? What would you tell them? For the longest time I was scared for that too. I was really scared about that for a really long time. And I feel like my best advice is like, life is way too short to be worried about what the fuck other people think about. Yeah, for real. There's only one of you. Yeah. There's only one of you and, and who the fuck cares what For anyone real. thinks? For real. Who the fuck like, cares what anyone thinks? Like. And you know what? I will say that I was so scared for the longest time to actually do what I do. And I finally did it. And it blew the fuck up in my face. In, in what way? Like. Like, like in a good way. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It blew the fuck up in my face in a good way. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised. And I'm still surprised to this day how much I've blown up. So, like, just honestly, my, my advice would be to take that risk. Yeah. Oh, take, I- take the fucking leap. Take the fucking leap. And just do it. Yeah. And you might just surprise yourself. And, like... What is going to happen if you fail? You're not... Nothing is different. You know what I mean? Nothing's like, different. Yeah. You go back to what you were before because guess what? Nobody's opinions matter. Yeah, for real. Well, <laughs> because what are they going to... They're going to... What? Not, you get, not give you the attention that you wanted? Yeah. Okay, great. So we start again. Yeah. So we do something else. Yeah. So we come up with a different idea. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you right. know? Well, I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate this awesome. you awesome for meeting. having me. Awesome. Uh, Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. (laughs)